0: Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system, In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Well, we've got crisis after crisis taking place, kind of like I talked about yesterday on the show. We've got, four, I think, four more train derailments now, looks like. We've got a shooting at Michigan State University's campus, and I think, guys, it's going to it's gonna keep going, it's gonna keep increasing. We're gonna keep getting more and more crisis like we talked about on yesterday's show. Uh, good morning everybody, welcome to In The Middle, glad you're here. And while we've been watching these crisis, the, the train cars exploding and the UFOs getting shot down, the CDC decided to slip out some new guidance for our kids as it pertains to COVID shots. Uh, you're not gonna to wanna to miss this one. Uh, also, speaking of trains, exploding and spewing toxic chemicals into the air. It's not funny. Contaminating our groundwater and such. It, I, I just, it's not funny, but it's just, again, what we talked about yesterday, there's going to be more and more crisis, I think, happening. But did you see the this News Nation journalist, Evan Lampert, when uh, a week ago he was up there doing his job as a journalist and, and reporting on what was going on in, in East Palestine, Ohio, and these thug cops arrest him while he was exercising his First Amendment. And we actually got a statement finally about this train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which is literally spewing tons of, has spewed tons of toxic chemicals in the air. And apparently it's it's affecting groundwater, killing animals up to 100 miles away. It, it's it's really bad situation. And we have heard nothing from the federal government, no statement, no nothing. We can't get the transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg to to do his job. He's he's more worried about how many how many people of a certain color work in construction. Ridiculous. But we finally got a, a statement by somebody in the federal government, and it happened to be the the new newly elected senator J D Vance. Finally, put out a statement. But wait till you hear his statement on the drinking water. I'm, I'm gonna share that with you today. So I'm, I'm happy that J.D. Vance actually put out a statement. It It's something, at least somebody in the federal government seems to care or is paying attention about the environmental and humanitarian disaster that that train car is. It's probably gonna affect families, homes, animals drinking water for hundreds of miles, but nobody's talking about it. Finally, J.D. Vance put out a statement yesterday. I'm gonna share that with you But I, and although I'm happy, there's some some key verbiage in there that really had me scratch my head, and I'm going to share that with you guys today. And staying on kind of this environmental catastrophe issue, I, I want to talk today about you know, part of the show is doesn't it doesn't all these disasters and the, these environmental disasters just prove that the environmentalists, the, the Green New Deal, Green New Deal folks in Congress, the Al Gores of the world, the Greta's of the world. The, the Bidens, doesn't it just prove that they're hypocrites and full of crap? I mean, we've got all these environmental issues going on and they're really not talking about them. So I, I'm going to kind of point this out. And, you know, I read a really good tweet the other day or yesterday that really just kind of put this in perspective. And I want to share that with you guys today as well. But first, welcome to the show, guys, again, and please, if, if you get anything from this show, you know, it's a brand new podcast. I'm a solo podcaster, just, you know, spending an hour every morning bringing you this information and kind of dissecting it. And so you can parse through all the garbage. So if it makes you think, if if it makes you laugh, it makes you cry, get you fired up. if it If it makes you feel anything at all, please share the show or at least go and give it a comment a review or a rating on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It would do so much to help not only make the show better, but get the word out. You know, this whole show is dedicated to the idea that we belong to no political party. We're not going to subjugate ourselves to political ideologies. And we're going to fight the good fight. I mean, this is a show that's all about the American people uniting to take over, back over the government that has literally gone off the rails. So share the show let's get the message out there let's let's spread the word so that we can unify in this country that that's the whole reason I'm doing the show and and that's why I'm gonna spend this time every morning recording this and trust me I've got I've got lots of things to do you know I run a company I run a business you know I invest in real estate and it can be busy sometimes most of the time and you know I could be spending this time doing that but i I, I believe this is necessary right now I mean, we have to come together to take this back because it is going off the rails. I think we can all agree and I think we all see that it's going off the rails. So if you could share the show or at least comment, give me a rate or review so I know what I can do better to to deliver the message better, bring you guys the information that you really want, that would, that would mean the world to me and it would make everything better. Also, just a reminder, stop donating. We have to vote with our dollars. So stop donating to the Democrats. Stop donating to the Republicans. Stop giving them your money so that they can use that money to turn around and dictate all these terms to us. I mean, that's that's the irony of ironies is that they use our money to make our situations worse. So let's stop giving it to them. We we can't necessarily shut off our taxes yet. Right. But we'll work on that through reforms. If if this message gets out far and wide and we can build a coalition of people that care about uniting Americans and doing what's in the the greater good for all Americans, we can work on that down the road. We, we can build a better tax structure down the road. But for now, there are things we can do. And those things are stop giving them the airtime, stop watching their garbage on TV, stop giving them money. And we've we've also, and we're gonna talk about here on future episodes, we gotta stop putting money into places like BlackRock and Vanguard and, and these companies that pretty much own most of the corporations in America. Because when one entity owns most of the corporations, they have a lot of say. And that's why you're seeing this corporate wokeness actually exist and, and growing. It's not because people actually believe in these woke ideologies, guys. I know it kind of seems that way. I and mean, you kind of feel like you're the minority in America right now when it comes to woke ideologies. I promise you, most people are on the same page. They think it's ridiculous, they think it's dumb, they think it's divisive, and it's going to set America back years. But the reason you're seeing the prevalence of it is because so few people are in control of all the things. And that's why I call them the the elitist. It's the elitist crowd. The government, politicians, the media, and large corporations, they're elitist. And we haven't gotten to the World Economic Forum yet, but we'll get there someday. So let's get on with the show, though. Uh, again, share the show. I'm glad you're here. But yeah, so the CDC has put out some new guidance while we've been distracted with UFOs, natural disasters, etc. the CDC decided to drop some some new guidance uh, that made the back page of of most publications. It was not it was not widely distributed or widely talked about in the media. They just dropped this Friday, it looks like last Friday, this past Friday. Uh, and I saw this article with The Huffington Post and it kind of blew my mind. I mean this is what I was talking about yesterday. And it blew my mind for a couple of different reasons, but this is what I talked about yesterday, guys. There, There's gonna be crisis after crisis, distraction after distraction. And those are usually because they're trying to hide something else that's going on where they screwed up or something they don't want you to see. Um, and then the small stories are usually the things that we should be asking more questions about that they get buried on the back pages and get, get no hype, get no airtime. And th- here's just another example of this happen, so the Huffington Post on Friday published an article with the headline: CDC adds COVID vaccines to recommended immunizations for children and adults. So you guys know the the recommended immunization schedules for for children, right? I mean that that's the recommendation that states, school districts, and everything go off of. When determining which vaccines your children should have before they go to school, before certain adults can have different types of jobs, whether it be healthcare or the like. So the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, on Thursday updated its schedule of recommended immunizations to include COVID-19 shots and boosters for children, adolescents, and adults. The schedule was recommended by the agency's advisory committee on immunization practices, then approved by the CDC and other healthcare organizations, including the American Academy of Pediatrics, which I have lost almost all respect for because they seem to be okay with child mutilations these days. The CDC can issue guidance, but here's the key part, guys, but does not have the authority to mandate vaccines for schools or work settings such mandates can only be put in place by the states i love how they they actually try to take no ownership of whether or not your child or you may fall under a mandate to get the covid vaccine which we all know up to this point the data is out has been proven to neither be safe or effective and if you think so if you're still in the political ideology i mean back up for a second if 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 there are any of you out there right now are thinking to yourself because of your political ideology that you have to stay on board with this vaccine shake it off wake up you do not have to stay on the political ideology side that says this vaccine is safe and effective the data is out guys there's no data show me the data that 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 says that the vaccine is actually safe and effective as far as I know, it's still on emergency use authorization only. But we're going to add it? We're going to add it to the schedule of recommended immunizations for our children? I just love how the CDC tries to take the ownership off of them on this. Oh, we don't mandate anything. That's up to the state. We just recommend that this is what the states do and school districts do. Like like they have no ownership. Because, you know... States and school districts districts have only, for as long as I can remember, used the CDC's guidance and guidelines to decide which vaccines they're going to make mandatory for students. You know, if you have children that are, are younger, all the way up to age 18, you know, they had a point zero zero, and I could be a little off here, 1% chance of being hospitalized, or having a fatal reaction to COVID 19, the virus. Meaning, damn near impossible that they're either going to be hospitalized, unless they have comorbidities, right? Other underlying conditions where they're immunocompromised or, you know, cystic fibrosis patients or things like that. That's a different story. And with them, you may have to take a few risks. I get it. But you had a 0.001 chance of being hospitalized with COVID from zero to 18 and the same rate or less rate of having a fatal reaction. So, and we're seeing the data with the myocarditis data that's out now on young kids having heart inflammation problems. And the the, the precedence of that is higher than the actual fatality rate. So you're telling me that we're supposed to risk with our kids I mean, the shot is a greater risk to your children than COVID is. Let me say that again. The shot, as of right now, based off of the data we do have, is a greater risk to your children than the virus is. Yet, the CDC is going to put it on a schedule of recommended vaccinations. And it just got slipped in there on Friday. Sorry, Thursday when all this other stuff's going on. And nobody's talking about it, nobody's talking about it. So if I was you and if I was a parent, which I am and I will be doing, guys, I'd be reaching out to your state reps. I'd be reaching out to your school districts and getting a very good idea of whether or not this is gonna be mandated moving forward in, in your school district for your jobs. And if, if they're gonna mandate this thing, you need to fight back. You need to protest, you need to say no. Th- this, this vaccine, it's, the, it's one of the greatest crimes against humanity so far. And we're, we are gonna talk more about this as the show progresses over more episodes. But, but this whole vaccine thing is one of the greatest crimes against humanity that that we've ever seen. And we can't let it keep keep going. We know now with all the data that's coming out and you know, and you know it in your heart and you know in your gut and the data is starting to back that up, that these vaccines are not safe and they are not effective. So why are we going to keep polluting our bodies, putting things into our bodies that are neither safe nor effective? Makes no sense. I know I'm not going to. And I hope you decide not to either. And you can't let them put it in your kids' bodies either. They have the best immune immune systems. They have the best immunities. You know, if, if you have a child like we do at home that is immunocompromised, you may have to make some difficult decisions. You may have to take some risk on some of the newer technology. And, and you may feel that that's what you need to do, and that's okay. The idea is that we should have the right to decide for ourselves and not be mandated to do so. So yeah, was very very disappointed when I saw that that article slip out, and nobody's really talking about it, and nobody's paying attention to it. But you need to. So go take a look at the HuffPost article. It's it's really small. I mean, it's like a back page thing. And I I'll probably butcher the lady's name that wrote it, but Marita Vlacho. She posted it on February tenth, seven forty, a.m. So it's it's probably still there if you guys want to take a look at it now let's uh let's move on let's talk about this journalist who was arrested up in East Palestine, Ohio uh, this this one just blows my mind and, and goes back to our rights that are guaranteed to us protected for us under the Constitution of the United States I just want to start by saying that I believe the police officers are good in in general. So let me start there. I mean, they have a difficult job, and oftentimes they have to make life and death decisions far too often and have to deal with, I would say, our decay of society far too often. You know, they have to deal with the issues that are being created in society due to, you know, lack of family structure and values and morals and the government being crazy and sending out crack pipes to people, you know, they, they have to deal with that that decay, right, of society, the fringe, the crazy, far too often. So what I'm about to say is in no means a shot across the bow or for all law enforcement officials. I I back the blue. I appreciate what they do. I respect police officers, the good ones. I'm going to emphasize the good ones. So I'm not like a police basher, defund the police type of person. I think that's ridiculous. You need policing in communities in order to keep the rule of law in place. Because that's what keeps society from spinning out and going crazy, which we're seeing at a rapid pace. And that is because we don't observe or respect or appreciate the rule of law. So I support cops in general. That being said, these cops in Ohio need to be fired immediately. These police officers, whether they were sheriff's deputies, local law enforcement, state troopers, they they should be fired immediately for what happened. And and it is sad to me that this is getting little to no coverage. And I know it wasn't a beating. Right. Nobody got beat. Nobody got beat to death, which that seems to be the only thing that got coverage. But this is a black journalist. So it just blows me away. I mean, we know why they're not covering it's because it's Newsmax. That was it agency he's reporting for but it's a black journalist literally having his First Amendment rights completely and totally violated in an egregious way on camera on camera in front of the press pool that was following Governor DeWine around as he was giving press conferences on on the the tragedy and the environmental catastrophe up in East Palestine so right in front of the entire pool of reporters, this guy's First Amendment rights are completely and totally violated. And what what's worse, what's worse is there was also an, a general in the Ohio National Guard that was involved in escalating this issue. Like he has any authority over civilians or press exercising their First Amendment rights. Who is this guy? he should also be fired or he should resign immediately because he crossed more than one layer of violations. I understand the police officers being confused about maybe whether this is somebody exercising the first amendment, but somebody who is representing the military, who has no authority law enforcement wise or otherwise over civilians, None. And he's the guy over there escalating it. If you get a chance, you should go watch this video. The Ohio State Patrol has released body cam footage that shows the whole ordeal. Now it doesn't show but you can't hear the beginning parts. And I'm gonna set this up for you because I'm gonna actually play it for you on today's today's episode. And I it's just gonna be audio. But I kind of want you to hear how this got escalated. And in the video, there's no audio for the first almost a minute and a half, it seems like. But you can kind of, you can absolutely see what, what happens here. And this isn't just me, you know, overblowing this and saying that this was an egregious violation of First Amendment rights. It It is. Because here this guy is, uh, and I, I'm gonna set this up for you and then I'll, I'll play it for you. you you'll, you'll be able to hear how some of this got escalated. Um. And, but I do encourage you, go go watch the video. You will be floored by what you'll see. But Evan Lamber is, you know, he's a journalist for Newsmax. And he was in the back of this gymnasium that they were using for press conferences. Don't know if it's public property, don't really care. The government, you know, there's a national catastrophe going on, at least a state emergency state catastrophe going on. There's a press pool there. And DeWine is doing a briefing on, what they know up to this point, et cetera. Well, there's times when the press, if if they're working for a large news agency, have to do a live feed, right, or a live reporting. I mean, you've seen this a thousand times on TV, a live reporting back to their studios. So that's what's happening. This Evan Lambert is standing in the back of the gymnasium. It's, an, it's a relatively small gymnasium. It's not huge. But he's standing in the back, giving his live report back to back to his newsroom happens all the time while he's giving this live report back to the newsroom a couple of state troopers which i'm thinking are state troopers for mike dewine uh decide and this general this army national guard general decides that he's being too loud in the back so you can quite literally in the in the video see this state trooper this female state trooper two of them walk back there but she proceeds to go behind the cameraman and gives this Evan Lambert this journalist the cut it like right the the slashing movement in front of the neck cut your feed your whatever you can't hear any of the audio at this point it hasn't kicked on yet in the video but you can clearly see them doing that so these people these troopers and this general felt like they had a right to impede and impose upon a journalist exercising his First Amendment right and telling him to cut the feed. Well then they get off the feed, he finishes the feed, and he's like, you can clearly see, he's like, What what's going on? What's up? And they proceed to tell him it's too loud. And I and you again, you you can just kind of gauge this. They're telling me he's too loud. And you can see his response is, well, I'm, I'm doing a live feedback. This is normal. At some point, this general, Ohio National Guard, as far as I know, puts hands on this guy. Like, who is this guy? Who the hell does he think he is? Puts hands on this journalist. And the journalist is having nothing to do with it. He's like, hey, don't, don't put hands on me. And it's about that time that the audio kicks on. And it gets worse from there. Up to the point where they tell him he needs to leave the building and he says no i'm gonna stay now i will admit this evan lambert guy was being a little arrogant a little abrasive and 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 he kind of says oh you want to see how fast my attorneys will get yeah a little arrogant a little abrasive maybe he could approach it differently but guess what guys there's no crime about being as it pertains to being arrogant right there's no crime about being arrogant or being an asshole you're allowed to be, there's no law that says he can't. So he, he you're going to hear this pursue. And there's a couple people there, I don't know if they're with the DeWine administration or what, telling him he needs to leave. And he's like, no, I'm a journalist. I, I need to listen. You guys, he, this general over here, and he's pointing off screen, this general, you know, it, he's the one that escalated with me and now you're asking me to leave. I was just doing my job as a journalist, which I have a First Amendment right to do so. Actually a responsibility to do so. And then it escalates from there, and these thug police officers and state troopers proceed to grab him, take him outside, throw him on the ground, and handcuff him, and arrest him for, I don't know, they charge him with disorderly conduct. They were the disorderly. They were the disorderly. And I'm going to play this for you. It's—it's. It's, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I just want to hear you get so you can hear it escalate, whatever. But these these police officers were the disorderly ones. They vi- vehemently, I mean, it they violated his first amendment rights to an extreme. They should all be fired immediately. And if they're not, well, that just tells you everything you need to know about Mike DeWine and their supervisors. Um, but th- this is egregious. This is egregious. So let me go ahead and play this for you so you can hear it. <laughs>
1: The
0: the the- I am allowed <coughs> to be here. Now, go. You you no. no. well, no. 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 Now, Or you can go no. to jail. Sir. you want to, to you go to jail for criminal trespassing? Do you want to go to jail for criminal trespassing? Do you understand? how quickly our lawyers will get me out. I don't care. I don't care. Let's talk outside. Just Go. Just talk outside. i out the doors. Out the, the doors. Out the, door, out the, door. Door. Out the door By other media. I'm going to listen. I don't care. You're going to walk out the door. I'm going to listen. You're going to walk Do not out the, the door. i out sir. You're going to walk out, out the, the door. door. Or you're me. going to jail. Do not <laughs> touch me. <laughs> sir, can we talk outside, please? I, I am trying to listen. Talk outside, please. And he escalated with me. I am doing my job. I'm covered by the First Amendment. Excuse me, sir i the building supervisor here, please leave. There you have it. You're, you're no, going to stand outside, you're or you're going to jail. Let's go, let's go. you oh, are Yeah, so there you have it, guys. Uh, you know, you get the woke guy coming up. Excuse me, sir. I'm the building supervisor. You need to leave. Like, are you serious? Folks, the... And then, stop resisting. Uh, the battle cry, right? Um, the guy wasn't resisting. He was floored that he's being thrown onto the floor and handcuffed. For what? For doing his job. Uh, for doing his responsibility under the First Amendment, freedom of the press. Now, I will say Mike DeWine immediately after that said that he wasn't sure what had happened. And I believe him in that situation. He wasn't sure what had happened. He had just heard that it happened. And he literally said, that should have not happened. Under no circumstances should that happen. Should a journalist be told they can't do a live report even if they are being allowed? Under no circumstances should that happen. So Mike Dwine, I hope, I hope you mean that. These types of people should not have badges. These are the same people that, when they came out in the health uh, health epidemic, the farce of COVID, told people they couldn't leave their house. Arrested people for being in parks. For walking on the beach. These people with, with badges should not be serving and protecting and upholding our laws. Because they're the first ones who are willing to violate your God-given rights. Your God-given rights. So Mike Dwine, I hope you're serious. I hope you make examples out of at least the state troopers that stood by. That not only helped escalate it, but then stood by and watched this man be arrested for exercising his First Amendment rights. So I, I hope you are serious and I hope you do something about it. And, and everybody else out there should be appalled. This should be national news over and over and over again. This should be no different than, you know, a poor innocent kid getting beaten by police. It's It's, yeah, again, I'm not comparing constitutional rights to death. Death is horrible, it's awful. But without constitutional rights, that's what we're gonna get. There's a lot of dead, a lot of death. So we have to protect these rights. This should be bigger news. This should be this should be running the twenty-four, forty-hour, forty-eight-hour news cycle. And unfortunately, it's not. Now, I haven't seen any updates on what's going to happen, but these, the, the. I understand there was a couple local law enforcement, East Palestine police officers that were there, a couple sheriff's deputies from what it sounds like, obviously some state troopers because some of them were not in uniform in the video. And if you go watch the video, you'll see that. But there's plenty of law enforcement officials standing around watching this happen. And not one of them said, no, stop. You can't do this. This is wrong. Not one. Not one of them. Just like no officer during the Tyree Nichols beating stopped and said, no, stop doing this. This is wrong. Those are not the types of police officers that we need in America. Because they'll be the first ones when the government comes out again and says you can't leave your house that are going to enforce it. When they're forcing you to get a shot you don't want against your will and your own public health rights, those will be the police officers forcing you to do it. Upholding illegal laws. Doing illegal things. Well, because they're what? They're power trippy? Nah not good enough. Not okay. Should not be a police officer. Nope. But anyway, I, I saw that. I was just extremely appalled by the whole thing. I wanted to share it with you guys. I don't think it's getting a lot of national attention at all, really. Um, so sticking with the uh, East Palestine debacle, I um, we finally got a statement from somebody in the federal government about what's going on up there. And no, it's not the Transportation Secretary, FEMA, anybody like that. It's J.D. Vance, the newly elected senator uh, from Ohio that finally uh, made made a statement. And it's good. I'm glad that somebody finally made a statement. You know, you would, you would hope it'd be somebody from FEMA or the president or at least the Transportation transportation secretary see what's going on but you know jd vance is trying to do a good job i believe as a senator there's only one problem with the statement the statement was pretty good he's basically saying guys here's where we're at right now and uh you can go out i mean you can find it on twitter go to jd vance's uh senator website you can you can find the statement i read it and i only took exception with one thing in this statement where i think he could have done this better uh maybe better is not the word. Maybe he just doesn't know. But if you don't know, say you don't know. Just be honest with the with the people. So in this statement, he's talking about what's happened so far, you know, uh what kind of you know, what had been released that it was a controlled release, all that, all that good stuff. And and then he starts talking about like where they're at so far. And so I'll just read some of this to you. He says, so in this, he he kind of does this statement as like a question and answer type of format. So he says, "Is the air and water safe for residents?" So far, we have been told, and our our drinking that our drinking water tests performed by state, federal environmental protection agencies, the Ohio National Guard, and Norfolk Southern have been encouraging. So again, he's posing the question because residents want to know: Is our drinking air and drinking water safe for residents? And this is what he says. So far, we have been told that our air and drinking water tests performed by the state and federal environmental protection agencies in the Ohio National Guard and Norfolk Southern have been encouraging. And then the statement goes on to talk about, you know, he's heard reports of wildlife being killed in the area. And if you know of any egregious reports like that, please let his office know. That's good. I'm glad, you know, somebody in D.C. is taking an interest in this. For the Ohio people, because it is a catastrophe. Encouraging. Like, can can we, can we, can we define that at all? Is is our is our water safe? And the results have been encouraging. What does that mean? Encouraging. Like, meaning it's good to go. We can drink it. We're okay to be outside? Our pets aren't going to die? Our wildlife or our, our livestocks not going to die? Kind of encouraging? Or it's like getting better encouraging? Like it's it's not good now and maybe we shouldn't be walking outside, but it'll get better? Kind of encouraging? This is the stuff I can't stand with politicians. If you don't know, just say you don't know. If it looks bad, say it's bad. Be honest with the American people. Encouraging? Define that in, in in a sentence where we're talking about, is our air and water safe? We can't say the test results are encouraging. No confidence given. No confidence given. And, you know, the more frustrating thing about all this in East Palestine, I mean, I'm glad J.D. Vance, I'm not trying to beat up on J.D. Vance a ton, but if you don't know, say you don't know, and if the results are bad, say they're bad. Don't say, oh, gu- hey guys, they're encouraging." It's just really frustrating because keep in mind, no FEMA on the scene, no Red Cross. We can send a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine while Americans suffer at home. When the when the residents want to know, can can we step outside? Can our can my pets go outside and go to the bathroom? Can we drink the water? Well, so far the test results are encouraging. You notice how that's not a direct answer? Yes, would be a direct answer. Yes, you can drink the water. Yes, the air is safe. Or no, currently it is not at safe levels. So don't drink the water. Evacuate the area. Try to stay away as long as you can. That's encouraging. And people will get sick, animals will get sick, and, and more than likely, probably die, get diseases that are incurable. This is a chemical that causes cancer. No big deal. The results are encouraging. We can do better. And, and this is where we should ask for better, guys. I'll be calling his office today to see if we can get better answers. And you should too, if you live in Ohio. But just remember that, guys, no FEMA. You've, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the news. You saw the flames, you saw the black mushroom cloud looking thing going up into the sky. No FEMA, no Red Cross. We can send $100 billion to Ukraine, but we can't even get FEMA or the Red Cross in East Palestine, Ohio. That's where we're at, guys. That's the dysfunction of our government. That shows you where their priorities are. And speaking of priorities, I've got some proof that the far-left climate alarmists are are hypocrites. I mean, we've got tons of proof, but I I came across something last night when I was like doing show prep and and preparing to try to bring you guys a good show, one that I I hope you'll like. And Monica Crowley, who is a journalist, uh, had this tweet that just really, really summed up the hypocrisy of the the climate alarmists. You know the Green New Deal folks. Seas are gonna rise. We've got ten years left to, to doomsday and the, uh, those guys. You know, so let me let me put this in perspective for you. So Monica says Biden blows up Nord Stream pipeline. That's four hundred thousand tons of gas gushed into the sea, gushing into the sea. Industrial disaster in Ohio. Toxic chemicals spewing into the air and water. Whales dying off the East Coast. And if you guys haven't seen that story you gotta check it out there's literally been like a hundred and some odd humpback whales that have died on the northern east coast of America and, and and floated up shore and some of the theories are it's because of the the renewable energy sources that they're trying to put off the East Coast wind turbines and they're doing a lot of surveying in that region and whatever they're doing some some believe that it could be due to that, due to this Green New Deal, these renewable energy sources that are potentially killing whales. So if you haven't seen that story, check it out. It's pretty crazy. So you've got the 400, you know, Biden decides to blow up Nord Stream 1. We talked about that a little bit on a previous show. We're gonna talk about it more. That that put tons and tons of gas into the, into the ocean. Uh, we've got this disaster in Ohio. There's been four more derailments, and out of the four more train derailments, I believe one of them, I think the one in South Carolina or maybe the one in Texas, also, they told the residents evacuate. There's potential hazardous chemicals spewing out into the air and onto the ground and possibly into the water. We've got whales dying off the East Coast. And Monica says, where's the save the ocean, stop the acid rain, save the whales crowd? Al Gore? Greta? Anyone? Anyone out there? And isn't it just funny how none of them are talking about this? They care so much about the environment. I mean, they tell you every day how much they care about the environment, how you need to eat bugs, ride your bike, ride the bus, carpool. They fly on private jets. They have mansions. Their carbon footprint is bigger than your entire family's carbon footprint in a lifetime. Like their daily, weekly carbon footprint is bigger than your family's lifetime carbon footprint. But you need to eat bugs. You need to carpool. And guys, all this does is prove the hypocrisy. And it proves that they really don't care about about us making money from climate change. That's it. They don't care. They don't care about the climate. If they would, they they wouldn't fly in their private jets. They wouldn't live in mansions. They wouldn't do all these things. They're hypocrites, folks. They only care about climate change because there's an industry that they're trying to grow for green, restan- or re- reusable energy. Green energy is what they call it. That's it. They're trying to create a whole new sector of industry that revolves around renewable energy sources. It's the only reason they care. Trust me. The World Economic Forum is just as much part of this. The Al Gore's of the world. Joe Biden. And they get these useful idiots like AOC in Congress that actually think they know something when they know nothing to spout their lies. All this is... Every 100 years or so, guys, we go through a, a revolution, right? We went through the industrial revolution back at the, in the 1900s, early, or late 1800s. We went through the information age with the internet changed. And every time we go through one of those revolutions, it changes the economy. New industries are created, new products are created, and there's usually a huge shift in wealth when that happens that happened during the industrial revolution, the information age. I mean, think about when the internet got popular, look at how many new industries were created, cybersecurity, you know, now we're doing AI, software engineers. All of that stuff was was brand new. And a lot of wealth was created and a lot of wealth shifted from industrialists and manufacturing companies over to tech. And all this green new energy stuff, all it is is a shift. It's just another industrial revolution, but to green energy. The only reason they're in favor of it is because they're on the side of these companies in this industry that they're trying to create in renewable energy. That's it. That's why they attack the oil companies and that's why they attack you and say you need to do this because... Who do you think is invested? It's like Bill Gates out there saying vaccines are the best thing in the world when he divested his Microsoft portfolio and bought vaccine companies. There's a reason why he wants people to be vaccinated. Not to mention, I think he's a psychopath that you know wants to depopulate the world. That's a whole nother conversation. But don't think for a second that these people are not incentivized by money to say these things, because they are. They don't genuinely care about the environment. If they did, they would be talking about these issues, the ones I mentioned, but they don't because they don't care. You know, I saw Tucker Carlson saying, and again, I don't watch, and this is, you can ask anybody who knows me, my wife, I don't watch news. I don't watch any of the outlets. I don't watch ABC, NBC, CBS. I don't watch TV in general. There's only one person is because he's the only one that, as of yet, has not sold out. He'll give it to you straight. He brings up stories and issues that nobody else in mainstream media anywhere will talk about. I don't care that he's on Fox. If he was on CNN or MSNBC, I'd watch him. Because he's the only one left that will call bull crap. The only one. And And he's so... And I only say that to say I do watch one, and I don't even catch his show all the time. Happened to catch it last night. And what he said was spot on. Of course they're not going to talk about this stuff because they can't sell solar panels talking about this kind of stuff. They can't sell you more solar panels. Read between the lines. That's what it's all about for these environmentalists, for these Green New Deal folks. Trust me when I say they're incentivized to do this. They have all the incentive in the world to do this. And it's not to save the planet. It's not to make the environment a better place. It's so that they make money. It's quite literally that simple. And if you need any more examples, recently Biden's Sent twenty seven billion to a company, a nonprofit company that has literally no history of doing business. Just recently, as part of this, you know, inflation reduction act. $27 billion going to companies that up until this point have had no business, having filed tax returns but we got $27 billion going to fund projects in disadvantaged communities to cut greenhouse gas emissions and boost clean energy. So I'm talking about guys, $27 billion. And that was in an article that uh, I read the Jennifer Dooley in Bloom, from Bloomberg put out. And nobody's paying attention to this stuff. You know, Obama did the same thing. Green New Energy funneled money to companies that went bankrupt. How quick we've forgotten about those. But anyway, that's a story. The the $27 billion clean energy uh, fund that went to a company that's basically not existed up until this point. That's that's for another day, another story, and, and we will talk about it on the show. I've got it on my list of things to talk about but uh, we won't get to that today guys because we are out of time and I've got to get running and I really appreciate you you being here it means the world to me again wherever you're listening to this at please leave leave a rating leave a review tell me how I can make the show better for you guys it, it, would, it would mean the world to me plus if you're leaving ratings and reviews it it'll get the show out to other people and they can come across it and find it and and listen. So it would mean the world to me for you to do that. Uh, And I will be back with you guys tomorrow morning. So until then have a great American day.